You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What is up, Bills Mafia? Matt Perino coming to you from nyupinsyracuse.com with another episode of Bills Talk with Matt Perino, the new podcast that just launched. And I'm joined today by a very special guest. And this is a guy that uh, when we kind of took off into the offseason, I had kind of earmarked as someone that I wanted to chat with over the course of the offseason because it just so happens where uh, the media stand in the Bills locker room is like right next to this guy's stall. So we spent a lot of time just kind of standing around staring at each other like, hey, it's Tommy Sweeney, tight end, Buffalo Bills. What's up, man? Hey, how are you, Matt? It's, uh, it's good to see you again, not in the locker room, though. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I try. People ask me all the time, what's it like uh, covering the Bills? And, and I'm always like, man, it's great. You spend a lot of time in a locker room with a lot of dudes um, just standing around. Uh, right. So <laughs> it's, it's interesting. But, you know, it's such a kind of weird time right now with kind of what's happening in the world, coronavirus and everything like that. You're in between year one and year two, uh, you know, preparing for a very important year, not only for yourself, but for the Buffalo Bills. What's this experience been like with you, uh, quarantine life and everything's going on right now? Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been pretty crazy. You know, it's been, you know, same as everybody else, kind of quarantining, you know, sheltering in place and stuff like that. Um, you know, obviously it's big off season, like you said, so I'm just trying to, I was able to get a weight set, kind of put it in the garage and working out in there and kind of getting in where I fit in and just keeping rolling and kind of trying to get this thing going. So if we were, we're able to get back here in a couple of weeks, if we are, and then just hit the ground running. What are you doing uh, to pass the time? Because I know for myself being a dad of two, and as I've gotten into my thirties, video games have kind of taken a back seat. but I will say during this process, I've got very much reacquainted with my Xbox. Nice, nice. It's impressive. Uh, I've done a little bit of that. Yeah, I've done a little uh, that. I played a guitar too, so I kind of spent some time doing that. And uh, yeah, lots of movies and some video games with the boys, you know, plenty of that. <laughs> Very cool. So you've been, uh, any combing over of your social media and fans can tell that you're a big Rolling Stones fan? Yes. Um, all right. Tell, tell me a little bit about your musical taste because I think there people get a kick out of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of eclectic i would say you know um i've like i said i play the guitar so it's a lot of stuff that i kind of can play to and you know kind of play along with um i'm a big fan of grateful dead uh the stones like you said the chili peppers led zeppelin and, and tons of other, you know jimmy hendrix etc etc you, you know more modern stuff too and it's uh you know i just love listening to music and seeing shows seeing live music played and um you know buffalo's obviously been a great town for that and uh I was going to go see the Stones in June uh, at the stadium, but uh, unfortunately that's obviously postponed. So hopefully next time they're there, we'll all be able to see them and stuff. But uh, yeah, all those types of bands and, you know, not just rock and roll, but plenty of other stuff too. Have you seen any shows in Buffalo while you've been here? 
Uh, I've been to, I well, <laughs> actually saw Post Malone at uh, the Key Bank. I was there, we were, a bunch of the guys went over to that one. That was a good time. Uh, that's the only one I've seen so far in Buffalo. There was a couple other people that came last uh, summer, but we were either in camp or it was during our break. So I wasn't able to see it. But that's the only one I've seen so far. But I had planned a couple this summer. So unfortunately, those have been, you know, postponed. But. Postponed, exactly. So in the locker room, it's also a very musical environment, <laughs> to say the <laughs> least. Uh, Quentin Spain usually w- walking around with his boombox, blasting something different. Isaiah McKenzie as well. I don't hear a lot of a lot of stones or a, a lot of metal in there. So, what's your takeaway on the on the musical choices in the locker room? Well, last year I was a rookie, so I was I wasn't saying anything. You know, they let the vets, uh, you know, do their thing in the locker room, and uh, you know, the the training room and the strength room. There's some, uh, you know, older, you know, not old, but you know, older music tastes, and uh, so I'll sometimes go in there. That's when they'll be a little more. Uh, you know, diversity kind of going back to some old fashioned stuff too. And uh, it's great, you know, cause you know, it's been, like you said, and all those guys, there's a lot of different music going on and you can go from the locker room to the training room to the, uh, to the strength, uh, you know, the, the weight room and stuff. And there's all different stuff going on. So you really, anybody with any type of interest can really find a place in the, uh, you know, in the complex. Very cool. So what, what was year one like for you? I mean, I, I thought you took everything, in stride really, really well over the course of the season. And a lot of different kind of pitches came your way. I mean, you go back to early on in training camp as you kind of were just trying to get your feet wet. Dawson obviously suffers the injury. You're thrown into a more uh, pronounced role early on. You play early on in the season, then kind of take a, a backseat when, when Dawson comes back. And just take me through year one. And, you know, now you've had some time to reflect on it. You know, what you think about it? Well, thanks for uh, saying that. It's nice of you. Appreciate that. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was, it was, you know, it's, it's rookie year. And um, I was just kind of trying to do everything I could to make myself better and be, you know, part of this team. And uh, like you said, you came in different ways. And, uh, you know, whatever capacity it was, I was just trying to be a part of this team. And I'm really thankful that the organization's great. The team is great. Um, you know, all the guys on the team are so great. So I was just happy to do whatever I could. And all I could really do is, you know, put your best foot forward when you got you get your opportunity, whatever that may be, like you said, whether it's front seat or a back seat kind of thing. And, um, you know, being part of this team, being part of this year was special. And, you know, just trying to go out every day, do the best I can, get better at what I do and uh, and be part of this thing. Because it's uh, obviously last year was exciting, but that's just kind of the first step. Mm-hmm. We talked to Brandon and Sean when the season's over and they, and they talk about the season ending meetings where they sit down with all you guys and really go over the season. When you're sitting down with those guys and, and Brian Dable and Rob Boris at the end of year one, what are some of the things that they tell you where, you know, things that you may have done well and things that they want you to work on over the course of the off season? Yeah, it's just, you know, it's pretty, um, pretty straightforward. Uh, it's kind of, everybody kind of knows what the deal is and it's just kind of, you know, here's where you're at. Just kind of, keep rolling from there. Um, there's nothing that I didn't really know that I just kind of got to work on, you know, specific things and just improve myself and, uh, you know, kind of fit in a little bit better, you know, that be special teams on an offense and uh, just continue to improve in everything, you know, the tight end, whether that's, you know, pass blocking, run blocking, obviously catching the football and uh, doing that within our offense and within our team. The tight end position's interesting because you guys are asked to kind of do so many things and you kind of have to do so many things well, like as a blocker, as a pass catcher, and, you know, even just being uh, – what's that process like being kind of in tune with two groups? Because we always talk about, like, you know, the position groups and spending all the time, you know, working at your craft. You guys in, in the tight end room have to be in sync with each other, 
in sync with the receivers, in sync with the offensive linemen. I mean, that's a lot to juggle. Right. Yeah, exactly right. It's um, you got to spread a little bit out. Um, so as cool as it is being able to be part of that, it's, it's, it's also a lot to, uh, to do. And um, especially at this level, you got to pass block a lot too. So that throws another kind of element into there, but it's, uh, it's cool. You kind of get to be part of everything. You know, you're kind of the middleman, but you know, kind of the same way the quarterbacks are. It's obviously the quarterback's at the top and the tight end has the second most amount of, you know, at least within different things, you know, so you'll, spend some time with the offensive line one day and then spend more time with the receivers the other day and then, you know, kind of incorporate those two and make sure that you're working on both so you're not kind of lacking in one or, you know, doing better in one or the other, right? You just want to keep it being part of both. And uh, both groups on our team are great, uh, the receiver groups and the offensive line. Um, you know, if we're, if, we're, if we're not there one day and then we're back the next day, they don't hold it against us. And, um, you know, it's great. So it's uh, – it's tough. You got to do both, but it's uh, at the same time, it's pretty cool. And you get to, you know, like you said, you get to spend time with both of them. It's cool for you coming onto the team. We talked about it a few times uh, to have Matt Milano, uh, a fellow Boston College grad on the team already, somebody that can kind of, you know, show you the ropes early on. What was the biggest thing that, you know, you, you had people telling you what the experience was going to be like in your rookie year? What was the biggest thing that maybe surprised you over the course of the year? Oh, well, like you said, Matt was great. I was able to talk with him right when I got in. And uh, Matt's the best, obviously. We all know and love Matt. He's done a terrific job and a uh, great guy, great family, too. And um, everybody, lo- everybody loves Matt. The girls really love Matt. Well, it's the name is Matt, right? He's comes with the character, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have that kind of love coming my way. I mean, that guy is like a, he's kind of like a, a low-key cult uh, icon all of a sudden here in Buffalo. Like, I saw on social media – I don't know if he was that popular at Boston College. Girls love that guy. <laughs> really? I didn't – well, I mean, I yes. believe it. <laughs> yes. But uh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, he's uh, – I don't know if it was quite to the extent that it is in Buffalo, but, you know, I guess a Florida guy coming up north, you know, he kind of gives him a little extra, you know, what have you in that, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> got you, got you. No doubt. But what was the biggest surprise? Like, you know, obviously it's like you come, to, you come in, you're just trying to learn the playbook, you're trying to – uh, get used to the process. And not only that, like you go from juggling school and football to, okay, it is football 365 every day trying to improve. Was there anything that stuck, stood out that kind of surprised you? Honestly, the biggest thing that kind of surprised me was is how normal it felt. And I don't know if that's just because of the organization and how coach McDermott has, has and coach and uh, being have established the, the culture around here, but it was, the transition wasn't anything crazy. I mean, obviously it's for your professional. So like you said, it's more, you know, dedicated time. You don't have class and there's not all the, you know, embarrassing things of high school and college, but as far as the team concept and playing, you know, it kind of felt the most surprising part was how not surprising it was. You know what I mean? It was, it was pretty, you know, it was like the guys are, you know, the same type of guys and, you know, everybody likes to hang out locker room and, you know, practicing and stuff like that. It's all football guys. So it's really, I think the biggest thing was how normal it was, you know, you kind of think like, when you're growing up and you see these guys and, you know, it's like, oh, you know, they almost seem superhuman, but then you, you get there and then you meet these guys and they're, they're just great guys, normal guys. And it's, um, you know, it was great to be a part of. So honestly, that was really the biggest thing I noticed was just how, you know, normal it felt just, you know, you're on another team now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked to Lee a few times, Lee Smith, uh, mm-hmm. who obviously a big mentor for you and Dawson and, you know, Tyler and uh, Jason Kroom and about your work ethic. And I think that that, is something that's uh, pretty uh, common in the Bills locker room. I think that's the kind of guys that Sean and Brandon, you know, try to bring into the room, guys that are going to work hard, love football. 
And it also resonates in the community. And I think the Bills fans really just love guys that are coming here, put on their hard hat, get to work. And, and you're, you are, you kind of embodied that you kind of, is that how you kind of view yourself is just like, listen, I'm work first before anything else. I think that's really all you can be, you know, it's, um, you kind of got to let your work do, do the talking for you, you know, just kind of show up every day, keep your mouth shut and go out and let the, uh, let your play speak for itself. I mean, you know, um, that's how I've been, you know, that's how I was in high school, college. It's, you know, a lot of the programs I came from have always been kind of that way. And, and like you said, it's the culture here. Most of the guys are like that. Buffalo is a town like that. And um, just kind of everybody just putting their head down, going to work and, uh, you know, going to get results. And uh, I try and be like that. And well, I appreciate you saying that. Another guy saying that. And it's just, um, yeah, it's, that's all I know how to do. So that's, uh, I think, the way to go. Um, one thing that I really like talking to uh, guys going from their – first year to their second year about is just how much of a jump you can make, you know, in terms of your game this year, it's a little bit different because of everything that's going on in the world. And like you said, you had to build a gym in your garage. It's a little bit probably different than what you'd be doing in a normal off season. But do you think that the chance of you improving is much greater in this second off season here because the fact you don't have to go through the whole draft process and it's all about, you know, the team yourself, know what you have to do and kind of getting better for year two? Yeah, hundred percent. That's exactly it. Last year was getting ready for senior bowl and then the combine and, you know, changing your body, working as you're almost a track athlete and stuff, you know, and then you get here, you don't know the playbook, you don't know the guys get through the season. Then it's just like you said, now it's all that's aside. I know the playbook, we know the guys, luckily everybody's pretty much the whole core is intact, especially coaches too. And uh, know exactly what I have to do. And, um, can just work ex- just on exactly that. And um, I think that's great. And hopefully, you know, working hard at that to hopefully that'll translate onto uh, into results. We've been going 15 minutes here and I can't believe I just noticed this. Now the mustache <laughs> is back in a big way. Yeah. <laughs> listen, if for those of you that don't know, Tommy, Tommy Sweeney's mustache is a big deal in Western New York. There's a Twitter account that's dedicated <laughs> to it. I talked to a couple fans this afternoon. I'm, I'm doing this, uh, this Zoom fan uh, appreciation live chat tonight. And uh, I told him I was doing this podcast. And I said, anything that you, any questions you guys want to ask? One of the first ones was, when is the mustache coming back? So you're going to you're gonna have to post a picture on social media with the mustache. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I think I did the other night. So okay, it's, nice. It's, it's, yeah, the quarantine stash is here right now. Um, kind of went with the beard the whole year, you know, kind of let it come in. Because you know, it kind of gets a little itchy here with the, with the chin straps. So the beard actually, you know, I got used to that. But um the sash is back for right now, and, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. <laughs> um, wings are another topic I wanted to hit with you because that's where I think me and you bonded this year. You, you, no doubt. you sold me on Bar Bill for weeks and weeks and weeks. I've always been a Duff's guy, and I kind of – I think I always was uh, a little hesitant to go to Bar Bill because I didn't want to admit that there might be another elite in town, and I went, and they were, wow, something special. Wow. Bar, Bill's, <laughs> Bar Bill's your spot, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of great places. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, Duff's is the classic, and there, there's some good ones. But Bar Bill, um, it's a big variety there too. They uh, it's hard to compete with them. For sure, for sure. Okay, so quarantine life, uh, your training, uh, getting ready for next for next season. Um, where's the excitement level for year two? Because it's like, of course, everything that was accomplished in 2019, Sean and Brandon quick to turn the page on that and say it's all about the future. It's all about this upcoming season. A lot of moves have been made. Stefan Diggs now is uh, in the room. He's a member of this team. 
how excited internally as you guys are talking, Josh said, you know, he's, he's been talking to you guys via Zoom and, and all those kind of things. How much excitement is there in this team right now for the potential of this team in 2020? Yeah, uh, we're, you know, it's kind of everybody's talking about it right now. And we're, we're just ready to go, you know. Um, obviously, all this stuff's going on right now. But we kind of know where we're at. And we know uh, last year was just kind of a stepping stone into what we're going for now. We all know where it is. The buzz, whether it's with internally or externally, we all know where it's at. And, um, yeah, like, just like you said, we're ready to go. We know what it is. And uh, we're excited. You know, it's uh, just got to go do it now. You, you spent a whole season with Josh Allen. Uh, you know, you guys in the room know him better than ever, anybody. He's such an interesting uh, guy because he had so much success last season. And I think a lot of his critics, Brandon, have talked about it. Josh has even talked about it at times. To see the kind of jump from year one to year two for him has to be so encouraging. But for you to watch it up close and personal, I mean, how impressed were you with Josh Allen in year one with him? Yeah, I was, you know, as impressed as I could be. You know, he's got, there's nothing he can't do. Um, he's extremely talented. He's, obviously, he's really smart. He knows everything that's going on. And obviously, he had a great year last year. And he's just, I mean, this is just a start. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know that much about quarterback play, but <laughs> I know he can do, I know he can do pretty much everything. And um, he's just a great guy. He's a great guy to play with, you know, kind of seeing, this, seeing what he's seeing because he's always kind of a step ahead. So that's kind of where, um, you know, as a receiver, you kind of notice it and you're like, wow, okay. So he's really, you know, he's seeing what you're seeing, even though he's got to see the whole field. And um, it's, it's just, you know, when that's your leader, you know, that's as a team, that's, uh, you know, it's exciting. And he's so young, you know, he's like, you said, he's going into year three, but he's, what is he, 23, he's almost 24 now. So, you know, there is no ceiling for Josh and uh, we're so excited. He's the best guy in the world and, um, you know, can't wait. <laughs> How much do you watch the NFL? Like, you know, growing up, I mean, were you a big football fan or? Yeah, so I'm from uh, New Jersey, obviously. I'm, uh, mm-hmm. I grew up a Giants fan, so I was pretty, you know, not, not a diehard, but pretty, uh, you know, watched a lot of NFL football growing up and um, know some tough years for Buffalo. There were some good ones, of course. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was a solid fan growing up. Okay, uh, because, you know, I think fans always, like, like hearing, like, from the players in terms of, you know, the ones that are kind of plugged in. And you guys are all plugged in, but – I depending on who you talk to, some guys you talk to don't pay attention to the league at all. You know, they, they don't watch games when they're not playing. Uh, but, but when you're not playing, you still, you watch, you watch football. You're, you're a football fan. Yeah. Well, now, you know, I don't root for the, the other, well, the New Jersey teams, right. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, the game, right. Exactly. Yeah. We'll watch, you know, Monday night, the guys will get together and watch the Monday night game. If there's a Thursday night game, we'll watch. I definitely try and watch it, you know, see what other guys are doing and just kind of, you know, I mean, we love football, you know, if you love football, you right. don't want, I mean, and I mean, I'm sure there's something to be said for, you know, just kind of keeping the blinders on and only focusing on yourself, but there's a lot to learn from, you know, seeing other teams being successful or, or not. And, uh, you know, and I love watching football. So definitely watch college games on Saturday and, and uh, NFL games when we can when we're, we're not playing. <laughs> so this next one is a two part question. Number one, how important is the continuity that you guys built last year as an offense and the fact that most of the offense is returning intact? And part two is how much is Stefan Diggs going to add to this offense? Uh, it's, it's huge that we're all coming back. I mean, it's, uh, there's almost nobody's leaving, you know, just a couple. And um, there's a great group of guys, you know, obviously gelled was a long year last year. Not, not bad year, but it was you know, a long season. Luckily it was a good thing. That was a long season. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Right. So, you know, we, it was great. And, and, and coach Dave's back and all, all the staff and um, we really gelled last year. There's a lot of 
you know, great guys, great talent. And, and obviously adding Stefan Diggs just – it just gives it a whole other facet and just adds another, you know, weapon, um, which we're so excited for. And I think it's just just going to take us that, that much farther, that, you know, that next step or two. Mm-hmm. One guy that you played with uh, at Boston College, A.J. Dillon, I wanted to ask you about him because Bill's Mafia – uh, obviously, we'll see how the draft plays out. And you don't know where guys are going to go, but just for somebody that you play with, that you play with, that you're familiar with, I mean, what will an NFL team get in AJ Dillon if they do land uh, land him as a running back? Uh, AJ's he's the best. He's a workhorse. He's um, he's you know everything that's been you know every he's he's exactly what everybody you know everybody's hyping up. He's he lives up to it. He's he's a tremendously hard worker. He's great great guy. Um, you know, I was able to play two seasons with him and. Uh, he he does he does everything. He can catch the football. He can run over anybody. He can run by anybody. So he's uh, it was great blocking for him. <laughs> and um, and he uh, he's a great guy. Comes from you know his mom's great, his sister's great, his great family. He um, he works his tail off. And uh, I couldn't know. believe the speed that yeah. for his size. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's 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 really you kind of you have to until you see it like you know that it actually is he's that fast. I remember when he first came in the summer, we didn't you know you don't tackle as much during camp because you know you want to keep guys healthy and stuff like that. Right. So it wasn't really for, and so we'd see the speed then, but then when you see the power and the speed once the game started going, it's kind of like all right, you know this is the the real deal. And then the, the stiff arm against Louisville his freshman year was kind of the one that he did that, and then he ran away from everybody. It was kind of good indicator to show the the strength and speed combination he's got. Right. That's, yeah. Everybody's going to be running to Google now to, 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 YouTube <laughs> to figure to find that play. Yeah. Um, just a few more minutes here. And, you know, one thing I kind of wanted to dive into a little bit here is the uh, potential of playing in a quarantine season, like where you actually have to go. They're talking, the NFL is talking about, you know, a team would have to be quarantined to play so that the, the season can continue. First thought on that for me as just an, an outsider is, you know, because fans kind of talk back and forth, well, people wouldn't want to be quarantined away from their family for three months. But like you said earlier in the show, you love football, man. Like whatever gets you to playing football. So where do you land on that? Are you like, hey, man, whatever they tell me to do, sign me up. I'm, I'm, I want to play football. I want to play 2020 season. Yeah, exactly. And I think most guys are like that. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's our job. It's, it's right. your football player. And, uh, you know, and if you love it as well, it's just an added bonus. And I think pretty much, you know, everybody – you know, whether it's players or, you know, fans, everybody wants the season to happen. So um, I'm ready to go. And I'm sure I bet most other guys are too. When you got, when you guys are talking, especially the tight ends, you Dawson, Tyler Lee about your off season uh, training here in this period, what are some of the setups that everybody's got? I mean, do you guys take pictures of your garages and send them to each other? Be like, Oh, check this out. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Especially with the whole team. Uh, you know, Lee's got his, uh, he's got his farm and he's got all this stuff. So he's, He's all set, uh, you know, Dawson and I are kind of scrambling a little bit more, you know, kind of the young guys trying to get on where we fit in. But we've, you know, been keeping in contact about that and making sure we're staying after it. And, uh, you know, it's been crazy different stuff, you know, before the, the weights came in, you know, bands and running up hills and, you know, whatever you can do. And uh, it's been pretty funny, but uh, it's it's been awesome, actually, yeah. That's great. So looking back at 2019, what was your favorite? There's a lot of really cool moments from that season. Me – particularly covering the team, I, I tell fans all the time, people that ask me, that moment in Dallas, to me, as somebody that grew up around the team for 30 years in town before I left and came back, it really stands up as one of the you know elite moments. On national TV, Thanksgiving Day, the way that you guys kind of went out there and, and just dominated the Cowboys, 
that was probably the pinnacle moment of the season, I would say. But for you, when you when you look back on that that year, what was your favorite moment? That was that was a great moment. Like I said, um, you know, obviously going down there on national TV, Thanksgiving was great. Um, I think you know, a couple of my favorite moments were actually it wasn't on on screen, but after we beat Pittsburgh, and actually after we came back from Houston, once we got back from those. You know, everybody talks about Bill's Mafia and breaking tables, and it's it's all true. But then when we get back there, you know, one hand you have, we win, we make the playoffs. The other one, we we got, we went home, and just the the fans being there at like two a.m. in the morning, lining the road, you know, just going nuts both times. I uh, really spoke a lot, and it was a uh, those are pretty special moments. You know, you can, we barely even drive through and get out because there's so many people going nuts, and uh, you know, it's pretty cool to see that, you know, everybody builds up Bill's Mafia, but, you know, just how well they backed it up. And uh, we all really appreciated that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Is, were you expecting what you – the interest level, I guess, is the best way to put it, of the fan base when you were arriving here? Did you know that people in this fan base were this dialed in, 365? I mean, right now we're – it could be February, March, June, or, you know, playoff weekend, and I feel like the excitement is the same level within Bill's Mafia? Yeah, no doubt. Um, I mean, you know, like I said, I'd heard, you know, the hype was, you know, you see the videos and everything and you, you know, you kind of hear it, but until you come and you really see it. And like you said, like the off season, you know, how, how everybody's so excited and, and, and obviously this season, how everybody was um, it's, it's, you know, I mean, you believe it, but then when you see it, it's a whole nother level and it's just, uh, it's just the coolest thing ever. And um, you know, especially when we got here last year, you know, we were rookies when we first came in and, seeing it it's 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 different you know it's uh it's special well uh we went about 25 minutes here 30 minutes i really appreciate you uh stopping uh by for a quick chat via zoom obviously some technical fun times for everybody here to get this thing started and i tell people that because it's like it's so interesting that now in this world we all have to communicate virtually and there's so many little snafus that can just like as opposed to just walking up in the locker room all these little extra hoops that we have to jump through. So I want to say to you, thank you so much for take, for jumping through those hoops today because, you know, I think Bill's fans, uh, you know, you have a lot to offer and I had a lot of fun talking to you this season and I'm looking forward to uh, the 2020. Yeah, thanks so much, Matt. This was awesome and uh, hopefully we can get back in the locker room at some point soon and, uh, you know, get back some normalcy. Exactly. All right, thanks, Tommy. All right, thanks, Matt. Well, there it is, the interview with Tommy Sweeney, tight end for the Buffalo Bills. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Thanks again to Tommy for taking the time to chat a little bit, uh, heading into the weekend here. Uh, If you are finding this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, uh, Acast, wherever you are listening, please uh, rate and subscribe. I would really appreciate it. Uh, We are going to have a really exciting podcast coming up on Wednesday night with a couple of big hitters, special guests. I'm so excited to bring it to you. It's our special Draft Eve uh, Wednesday live podcast, and it is going to be chock full of really talented local Buffalo uh, media folks. So tune in, subscribe, set notifications. Uh, go over to the YouTube, uh, search NY Up on YouTube, and you'll find our page. Uh, you can subscribe, and, and they'll give you notifications when we're going to go live. 7 p.m. live show every Wednesday. We really appreciate all your support. And as always, keep it locked on to NYUp and Syracuse.com for all your Bills content.